0: Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys.
1: Hey, Adam. Guess what? Hey, Jeannie.
0: Guess what? I don't know. What?
1: It's that time of year where we like to make predictions. We like to look in the crystal ball, don't we?
0: Oh, I thought this was going to be another one of those calls. I've had too much eggnog. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm with you. Yes, it is prediction time. We've done this for a few years running, I believe, and every year we get a little less insightful. So let's continue that trend <laughs> this year. Kimmy.
1: I think I predict that these are going to be 100% accurate. How's that?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. I agree because they're so bold and so specific.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we've we're always right about everything. So- I think, ready for the big one? (laughs) The big one. Nobody nobody sees this one coming. (laughs) We're talking about predictions around customer experience and some of the things we'll see in customer experience, all of us. And so, of course, the first one, the granddaddy of them all, AI, artificial intelligence,
0: that will continue. You're a risk taker.
1: But listen to this, more specifically...
0: You're really paving a path here, Jeannie.
1: <laughs> Are you seriously heckling me on my first one?
0: <laughs> 100%.
1: <laughs> well, listen, l- hear me out. It's going to start personalizing in amazing ways, ways that we can't even really grasp yet. Because right now, AI has done things like it you know, suggests songs for you to listen to based on what you've listened to and things like that. So it started that personalization, and we started seeing it used that way. Now it's going to be even more engaging experiences. So instead of filling out a profile online for your hotel, your hotel brand will just start learning. The AI will start learning your preferences. What do you want? Do you want this? Do you want that? What have you called the front desk for? What have you asked help for? What do you always look for a room by the elevator or away from the elevator? It's going to start using let's cl- all Let's Let's clarify.
0: Stuff. Because I, I am, you know, in favor, of course, using customer data to create better experiences, but learning about me without me giving the information is called stalking. Let's just be very clear.
1: No, it's not.
0: <laughs> if I've not provided the information,
1: of course don't. But is. you have provided it. That's my point. It's going to start learning based on your habits and based on your behaviors. And restaurants will start predicting your orders and products will be proactively suggested in creative ways. So I think that This is going to be somewhat subtle and then just take off and we're going to start really appreciating what AI can bring to us. And the next generation is going to really appreciate it because they don't have the, they understand privacy, but they also understand that if they give a little, they get a lot back for personalization. So I think AI is going to take off in ways both big and small when it comes to customer experience this year.
0: Well, unlike Eugenie, I didn't go with the obvious choice. I didn't go with the expected choice. My first choice is that AI will continue its rapid integration into customer service roles.
1: I almost just spit my water out, just so you know.
0: (laughs) It's all about the setup, Jeannie. That's the key key to humor. It's all about the setup. So yeah, I I agree, of course, AI, but let's talk about it a little bit more from the traditional customer service angle, a little less from the proactive experience angle. Uh, We are seeing such a rapid integration already. And I I think I've I've done a lot of uh, contact center events and work in this past quarter. And I've really been looking at what the vendors are doing, looking at the technology and what's happening right now and the speed of change, the speed at which AI is becoming able to have those basic customer service conversations is astounding. And I think we're going to see by the end of the year, I mean, it's already being used, but we're going to really see it start to be commonplace, especially for those organizations that have the scale and the resources to deploy it and to tweak it.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. And I think the way that some of the technology is working is just going to make that more conducive, like how so many organizations now can tap into using IBM Watson um, and that technology, it's not, there's a lot of sharing going on with AI technology. And I think that's going to benefit everybody as well. So it's, it's exciting, I think, and a little scary and, you know, just be really nice to robots. If you see them, I think that's what we're saying.
0: <laughs> have you hugged, have you hugged a robot? Today? Have you
1: <laughs> hugged a robot today? <laughs> New bumper uh, stickers
0: for sure. <laughs> well, do you have another bold choice, Jeannie?
1: I do. I do. This is also based on, you know, things that we're already seeing, but I think more and more organizations will start having titled named CX leadership, customer experience leaders with titles like chief customer officer, chief experience officer. But my question here around this prediction is is that always a good thing? Because I also predict that the C-suite right now is getting very crowded. There are a lot of cooks in the kitchen and they don't always know their roles or understand where the overlap is so there's a lot of tension building between CMOs chief marketing officers and chief experience officers as well as chief technology officers and everybody's kind of saying wait if we want to create a new experience for people who discover us online and want to you know sign up for our service Who's really responsible for that? Is that experience? Is that marketing? Is that technology? There's a lot of like dancing going on, trying to figure out who's in charge of what. So while I think more organizations will start embracing that idea of a chief customer officer or chief experience officer, I also think that some of the C-suite organizational structure will change as part of that. And I'm not sure if that means kind of imploding a little bit or if it means just defining those roles differently than we think of them today. What do you think of that one?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Another bold choice. No, it's very true. And I would just say this. I am title agnostic. I don't think any of that stuff matters in the abstract. I think it only matters in the sense of what does the team look like and what is the CEO doing to make sure the team's effective? Because you can have any mix of titles you want. You can have any mix of departments and delegation. Now, there are some things that make more sense than others, depending on your business and your industry. And some things are sort of obvious in every business and industry. But in the end, it is, how does the CEO get the orchestra to play? Right. 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 That's true.
1: That's true. And And that's why I think we need to define those roles. Because otherwise, it's too easy to step out Like the CEO could say, get it done. And two people might be saying, but this is my section, going back to your orchestra.
0: It all comes down to leadership, Jeannie.
1: <laughs> it does. It does indeed. So, okay, your turn. What prediction right, so you have a, that will make me spit my water out?
0: A very not bold choice for followed by a little bit edgier choice. It's a two-parter. One, we will see more traditional retailers fail. News at eleven, mm-hmm. right? A no big <laughs> one there. Um, but I do believe, and we've talked about this in a few different episodes and different contexts, we will absolutely see more experience-oriented retailers emerge in their place. Now, it may not be directly in their place, meaning uh, you know, it may be small retailers emerging. Yes, you know, five small retailers as opposed to one big one, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a. a a one-for-one type of swap. But I definitely think that we're still going to see a retail resurgence or emergence, however you want to phrase it, in the wake of the death, so to speak, of traditional retail.
1: I think there are opportunities right now for really creative, enterprising, smaller retailers um, to succeed. And the bigger ones with the exception of a few that have always been super customer focused um and are innovating as we speak, the very traditional ones, they're they're it feels like their time has come and gone. And I hate to say that, but that's what it feels like to me. They just haven't kept up with customer expectations the way these newer ones can and will. So I bet we're gonna see some really cool experience driven brands come up in 2019.
0: Oh, I think absolutely. I think uh there's so much there's so much of an available resource that's happening mm-hmm. in retail meaning space. And in yep. fact, depending on where you are, and this is we won't get too deep in the weeds here, but commercial real estate is actually super hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um it just depends on different space sizes, different uh environments and so forth. But there is Going to be still more and more space available as traditional retailers, even smaller ones, not just the big department stores mm-hmm. that we think of, uh, you know, start to wash out and start to not make it. And those stores can really be filled. I mean, it's a lot harder to fill a department store
1: mm-hmm,
0: with sort sure. of the the new retail model than it is to fill, a, you know, like a, I don't know, a teenage clothing store. I don't want to, Mm -hmm. I don't want to call out any brands and uh, jinx them. So, (laughs) right. So, uh, so I I think we'll see that. Well, do you have another prediction, Jeannie?
1: I do. But before we move on to that, I've got a hot tip for anybody out there who hears about these empty malls and these empty, you know, big box stores. Here's the thing in Northern climate, in the Northern climate here, where we get snow, we need indoor soccer facilities. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we need indoor sports complexes and there aren't enough. And I think it's a huge opportunity because as a, as you know, a mom of a full-time, you know, sports kid, <laughs> yes. uh, the, I would love some more of those. So there you go. If you're looking at a big box store that has been emptied out and it's just sitting there, gather up some friends, invest in creating a sports complex. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Moving on.
0: (laughs) Wow, I'm just going to leave that one there.
1: Uh, I my last prediction here is that I think just as we've seen some of the, uh, for lack of a better description here, some of the hipsters bring back things that were considered retro, like you know, craft cocktails and handlebar mustaches and all of those things. I think everything old is going to be new again, like retro services, like full service gas stations, full service salons, uh, personal shopping when you go places so that instead of just wandering around, you have somebody really taking care of you. That's what people will be willing to pay for. And that's what is going to start coming back. Not everywhere. We're still going to have self-service gas pumps and all those things. And convenience will still be very, very high. But at the same time, I think there's a craving for some of this full service that we used to get in the past. And so I think some brands will start bringing that back to serve that purpose.
0: Now, do you predict that to be widespread or just a niche kind of thing? Well, one, there are already plenty of full service salons. So that one's sort of already there. But the gas stations is interesting. And well, the personal shopping is interesting.
1: And even the full-service salons, like I'm thinking there there are a handful right now that do like the old-timey shave, you know, <laughs> for the guys. I'm sure that's what they call it too, um, with the hot towels and everything. Uh, I think that's going to expand that kind of service as well as um, kind of making sure that everything is in one place for people as well. So instead of going to one place to get your you know your haircut and another place to get your manicure they're going to make sure that's all in one place so i don't know if it's super widespread but i do think that there will be uh, enough of enough of a desire by the consumers to that this will happen um maybe not everywhere but in urban areas in cities where people are kind of willing to pay for that experience, and it actually helps them slow down a little bit, I think people are looking for that. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know. These are all predictions. I guess we'll have to see how I do.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. I'll be be interested to see how that one goes.
1: Well, (laughs) if uh, if I see a full service gas station, I will document it.
0: Well, there's a, what, what's, I think, is it Jersey? and Isn't there a state where they still have them? Or there Portland, is Oregon. It's Oregon.
1: Yeah. Where the, like it's not, self-service is not allowed, right? It's yeah. Something, something like that. Really, yeah. I
0: think it's, yeah. I think it's Oregon. I think you're right. Um, but yeah. I'm guessing here. So forgive me, uh, anybody from Oregon or from the state where it is, but I'm going to go for Oregon. <laughs> All right. Well, final prediction. And, uh. A little more strategic level here, a little bit squishier, but it's this. I think the best companies, the best customer experience companies are going to be the ones that embrace technology as a tactic, uh, sorry, as a strategy and not as a tactic, excuse me. i uh, sorry, embrace technology as a tactic, not a strategy. <laughs> I'm going to get all backwards. Okay. Embrace technology as a tactic and not a strategy. And what I mean by that is this, there is so much. Incredible opportunity with technology right now that it is dizzying for the people making decisions. It is a mind boggling buffet of different choices, different paths, and different bells and whistles that you can use to connect with customers to, you know, understand customers better, just like Jeannie was referring to with data and all of that. And it's going to be the ones who realize that. The technology is a means to an end, that it's not about the features. It's about the ultimate strategic objective of connecting with the customer in X way or Y way, whatever that is for that business. It's going to be the companies that understand that and that make their decisions around technology, those you know, capital expenditures on technology based around long-term customer experience strategy. Those are going to be the ones that win. And I think you're going to start to see a little, it's it's hard to say That's why I said it's a little squishy because you're really not going to see it in the short Mm -hmm. term. But I think, you know, for people like you and I that are working with companies, we're going to see it starting to shake out more and more this coming year.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. And I hope that we kind of get beyond the talk right now of, what do we have to do to be more tech centered? <laughs> because it's it's like it should be like breathing at this point. It should be like, well, it's just how we get business done and how we offer some things. So I, I agree it's overwhelming how much opportunity is there. So that's gonna be interesting to watch as well.
0: Well, Jeannie, I think we have predicted the future, two thousand nineteen is in the books now.
1: Excellent. We.
0: That's uh, a wrap.
1: And if you're listening to this in 2020, then we were right, clearly. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> yes. I think we can all just skip 2019 and we, we pretty can. much wrapped it up. Let's we just did. go right to 2020.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, as always, I'm going to predict that we're always going to be grateful for our listeners. What do you think, Adam?
0: I think that's a safe prediction, Jeannie. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for being here and listening to Crack the Customer Code. If you haven't subscribed, what a great thing to do for 2019. Go ahead and subscribe today. You'll get newly re- released episodes immediately and our undying gratitude. We are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio Network, so be sure to check out all the great business content at radio.com and tv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and all of my predictions. Uh, I, you know, I just predict things all the time, I guess. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) On the blog and et cetera, (laughs) at at experienceinvestigators.com.
0: And I'm Adam DePork, And before I tell you all about me, I do have a public service announcement. FYI, this will be our second to last episode for 2018. We have one more guest episode. Mark Colgate, the science of service next week. And then we will be off for the last two weeks of the year. So we will see you back the first week of January with our, as always, New Year's resolutions. I'm Adam Bork, and you can find me and all of my good stuff, customer service workshops, training, and keynote speaking at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.